all serious on me now. I know the presence of the Lord, the communion is serious business. <clears throat> Just want you to look around, though. This morning's got to be so real for us. It has to be. Thursday night was atonement. We came together. And it was amazing. A little bit of a ring bend, but I'm going to try to stay still so I don't make a... But the family coming together just for an hour. And the Lord just had on my heart just to begin to ask people to share. From trumpets to atonement, ten days. Ten days of awe. Ten days of repentance. Ten days of reflection. And then Kathy heard the Holy Spirit saying, faith comes by hearing. And so as each one began to speak of what those ten days had been about for them. And it's just so amazing to me because that's why um, I've got to find a way to, to pause things for us. Our life is just so accelerated. A lot of it's by our own doing, the way we schedule things, and we don't know how to say no. We feel bad because we got to let somebody down, but yet we try to make up for it somewhere else, and then we just keep going and going and going. Besides all the demands of trying to <laughs> take care of your bills, somehow to find enough money to buy food and pay for your electricity and all those things, you know, whether it be two jobs or overtime or whatever it is. But... <clears throat> But just the analogy, and I know I often refer to this as the upper room. At Pentecost, when thousands of people were invited to just pause and wait, wait, wait for 10 days, just pause, just stop. Because they'd already traveled to Jerusalem. Most of them had come from a long, long ways. But only 120 remained. And somehow they were able just to stop everything. Just pause everything. Though they didn't fully understand what in the world Jesus was talking about. The power from on high. Are we not those disciples that are in the same place? We've been asked to attend. Put time aside. Position yourself. Push things back. From the first trumpet sound for 10 days. Allow reflection. The things in your life take place. Let God begin to speak to you in areas that you maybe have separated from him. And or there were things in your life that could have been done differently or should be done differently. And we're just so amazing. Because each person was able to express what the 10 days had been to them. And it was like, and she's okay. She can talk all she wants. It's not going to bother me. She's good. I love the fact that you are here. We're a family. Can you imagine if you would have been in Jerusalem during that, which is this time of the year, and you probably had uh, 3,000 people, and uh, they didn't have disposable diapers or any of those things. Can you imagine what the assembly of people would have looked like then? We're in this together. We really are. But then I began to, it was like each person's words, I was living their story. It was just so amazing. I mean, Joanne, just supernatural things that were taking place in her own heart besides the words that were coming forth from her dad. Daddy over here, 
all the events that are going on with Dartmouth and just trying to somehow find enough people to do a task, it was kind of making uh, bricks without straw, because they have no people up there, but the demand just keeps getting bigger. But then somebody comes along and grabs Chris's attention, and what does he do? He pauses. He's got this whole world going on around him, because he's in charge, but he paused. 45 minutes. JC, spiritual experiences that wasn't just one event, ongoing events that were taking place. And so I guess what's important for me is, is that I'm trying to as much put the demand on you and put it on myself. Because, you know, we got 20-something people come to the house and we got, you know, all the things to prepare for, all the things that we know are coming, all the things that haven't come, but I think that they are going to come. <laughs> and I'm trying to prepare for the things that aren't going to be. Because by the time I get there, I shouldn't have worried about it in the first place. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I think it's going to. <clears throat> so I'm trying to take this uh, <clears throat> opportunity to speak to myself in front of all of you. Um, what am I going to do with these next 10 days? I'm sorry? Entertain? Yeah, that's part of it. Serving? But what is going to allow me to separate the things that could distract me? Because I spoke about this maybe a month or so ago. Events. Things that happen in your life demands a response. And we can respond out of the natural, and we can get it worked up, and we can try to fix things on our own, or we can just pause. I'm, 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 I'm looking at Terry here. She's speaking Thursday night of a, of a new neighbor that had spoken some words about another neighbor that weren't true. So Terry's trying to say, Holy Spirit, she's pausing. She's taking a moment. And then this woman that was talked about comes to Terry and wants to befriend her. And everything that this other person was saying was not true. And so I'm looking at these next 10 days. What and how am I going to respond? And so it's amazing to me that each and every one of us have this opportunity to see differently, respond differently. I'm so grateful for this imagery of what we have, because I'm a guy, so <laughs> I, need, I need word pictures, I need things to be able to relate to. You gals, was, I'm sorry? Uh, I don't think so. But women have the ability to be creative and they can see in their minds things that aren't. And I, in turn, rely on Kathy on those things. But the natural things, I have to somehow, even the spiritual things, put a picture to. And this allows me to see this word picture in my mind or remind myself. <clears throat> even the, the covenant, the bridal covenant. But what's this next t 10 days going to look like for you? I'm going to slow it down here. 
your personal world and the world around you could and will change drastically. Every one of those testimonies, every word that was spoken was a living testimony, and that's what a living testimony is all about. Your story. I cannot tell Daddy's story because I've not lived it. I call Chris Daddy. It's just something that we do. It's an endearment. Sorry. He isn't my daddy. <laughs> I think I'm older than you, aren't I, Chris? Yeah, I am. But see, you have to understand we're a living tapestry. And every person that's in your life, every person that's part of this family is essential for you and I to see fulfillment of what God has called us to become in these days and to walk out that which we're believing for. Faith is the substance things hold for, things not yet seen. Have you seen the bride? No. Look around. She's in the process of making herself perfect, complete. But yet there is this imagery, this goal, this hope, the substance. And every time I hear someone's testimony, it's as if I'm living it. Now, we talked about 10 days. Obviously, it's a time of repentance, and there wasn't any story, any living testimony on Thursday night that didn't have the involvement of repentance, reconciliation, wholeness, restored, Things that were impossible to see restored, advanced, changed, which will continue. Exactly. She's saying, why don't Episcopalians do the same things that we do? They don't acknowledge the feast days. The word speaks about overcomers. The Lord speaks about those that are the church of the firstborn. The word talks about those that are 30, 60, and 100 fold. I've been at this for quite a while, and I don't want 30% of God's promises. I don't want 60% of God's promises. I want all, all that Jesus died for. And so we've been privileged with the opportunity to want more. And so these next 10 days, and that's why I'm, I'm trying to just uh, still this moment, whether it be a word picture or my voice or faith comes by hearing, if the Holy Spirit quickens something that goes beyond this mind of yours, ours, Paul spoke about practicing your spiritual senses. Eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. So if we could allow this morning to go beyond just our natural hearing, because the distance where your mind tries to bring uh, division or doubt or enmity from your heart, can there be a deposit of the Word of God, not my words, but the Word of God that would come into our hearts and say, Divine encounters? Heaven coming to earth? 
a living testimony, really as a divine encounter, because I could hear God as if I was living it through Terry, or for Joanne, or through Debbie. And so these next 10 days are going to be life-changing for me. I've set my heart on those things that have not entered the heart of man yet. Because that's a promise. From the Father's word, there's a promise. We're going to be able to experience the things that no one else and no other period of time. We're 6,000 years closer to the fulfillment of the word of the Lord, of Jesus' second return, than anyone else in any other time. And you and I are living history. The everlasting gospel, there's going to be that which is written. Could it be being written about us? We'll think, well, all of those disciples, you know, Peter, James, all those guys, you know, all those fishermen, come on, they had something over what we have. Are you kidding me? Have you ever heard a fisherman talk? A lifestyle of a fisherman? No. But I have to. Father, I have to get this. The time that I, that we are living in, the events that you have called to be fulfilled in my lifetime, according to your word, not my words, not my interpretation of your word, let me be in that place. Now, I want to go to Matthew 22, because I don't want to talk too long, because I want the Holy Spirit to do just a wonderful, deep, deep work in us that I'm hoping that when you leave today, you'll be bothered by his word. There'll be something inside of you that won't be content. That's something you won't be able just to go back to life as normal and, well, I did Sunday and I put in an hour or so and now we can kind of just, you know, take my priorities, take the things that I'm responsible for you know, the word says, you know, you're supposed to be responsible as a man. Take care of your family, you know. First things first. This is Matthew chapter 22. This is from the compassion reading. Holy Spirit, let these words become alive. Let these be living words, Holy Spirit. Ink that comes off the page. And Holy Spirit, write it upon our hearts. As was the custom, Jesus continued to teach the people by using allegories. He illustrated reality, the reality of heaven's kingdom realm, by saying, There once was a king who arranged an extravagant wedding feast for his son. On the day that the festivities were set to begin, he sent his service servants to summon all the invited guests, but they chose not to come. So the king sent even more servants to inform the invited guests, saying, come, for this wonderful feast is now ready. Come to the wedding feast for my son and his bride. Jesus does not, not speak idle words of stories that didn't have fulfillment or intent. But the invited guests were not impressed. 
One was preoccupied with his business. Another went off to his farming enterprise. Verse 8. Then the king said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready. Yet those who have been invited to attend didn't deserve the honor. Now I want you to go into the streets and the alleyways and invite anyone and everyone you find to come and enjoy the wedding feast in honor of my son. I don't want to be looking at this as something that's not impressive. It's not intended to be impressive. It's life-changing. It's historical. It's eternal. Realizing the very things that God has set before us, we are to experience together. I know I keep saying look around, but if I could take a photograph of everybody together and send it home with each one of you, that you would see how much God has placed us together as this living tapestry. Because we're an aroma, we're a fragrance of our own. We're not just a sound. It's just to make a joyful noise. We're an aroma that has a distinct fragrance to it. And I trust that because he's joining heaven and earth, and there's no separation. That God then recognizes, he knows the fragrance of who we are. It isn't a bunch of fragrances. <laughs> a little deodorant here and there maybe would help. No. It's one sound, one voice, one heart, one mind, one fragrance, one aroma. Chris, I'm sorry, but you can't do without me. I know I speak into your life, but I also know there are things that I frustrate you with. And so this morning, I have 10 days to set my heart to love him, to love you, be mindful of the expression that he left the 99 for the one. You may be the voice of the invitation where Father says, go out and find anyone. We have nothing on anyone else. It's nice to say that there are other denominations that don't do what we do. It's only by the grace of God that we're able to do what we do. It is only by the grace of God that we're able to do what we do and how we do it. We are not special anymore. And Jesus said, you know what? Go out to the highways and byways. Find anyone that will come, anyone that would respond. Compel them to come. Why? Because they need to be able to experience a love that absolutely is uncomparable to anything else. 
That's it. It isn't what we do different. It isn't our worship. It isn't how we smile. It's come to the sanctuary, the abiding place. It isn't these walls. It's a living tapestry where the altar was presence. We lay our lives down. That's the ultimate sacrifice. It's the spiritual sacrifice of our lives. Our life is not important other than being the part that we must be so the whole can be whole. That's how God intended it. And it's just not this little house. There are others that are part of the church of the firstborn, those that are contending, believing and standing upon the grace of God. That song, who am I that you would love me so? My God, he chose us long before we chose him. Oh, I've been at this for a long time. I've been doing so much, and God loves me. You've seen enough ministries. You've seen enough people in life fall in a moment of time. All it takes is one poor decision. And what you think is untaintable. No. That's why we need each other. We undergird. We strengthen. We appeal. We love. We make mistakes. We repent. Okay, Father, I hear it. If you forgive others, I'll forgive you. How else do you say it? Nothing. (laughs) What else? What what can you add to it? As you forgive others, I'm going to forgive you. There's more power than that. Just those few words. So. I don't want to get serious on you. Tabernacles is a joyous time. 